What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Last night, the Nets were not able to get the job done in Milwaukee. They lost 86-83. The Nets were trying to fight back last night after going down 19 after the first quarter. They would cut the lead to four points at halftime, and then it was a very tightly contested game. And Kevin Durant missed a shot late that would have sent the game into overtime, but the Bucks escaped with the victory at home. Giannis last night, 33 points, and Chris Middleton, 35 points. They combined for 68 out of the 86 points last night. The Nets were not able to stop the two of them. Giannis, 14 rebounds, 2 assists. Middleton, 15 rebounds, 1 assist in 44 minutes. For the Nets, Kevin Durant, 30 points last night, 3 for 8 from 3-point range. Kyrie, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals in 45 minutes. And, yeah, the Nets weren't able to get the job done. Obviously, they were looking to go up 3-0 last night on the road, which is never an easy task. So, now they got to wait until Sunday at 3 o'clock for Game 4 in Milwaukee. And they definitely need a win on the road just to speed up this series. And then get a win in Brooklyn and close it out. And unless Milwaukee's able to play like how they played the other night for the rest of the series, they might be able to put up a fight and get back into it. Obviously, if they win the next game, it's tied. So then anything could happen. But the Nets are obviously still the more dominant team. And looking forward to the next game for that series. Last night in Utah, Donovan Mitchell scored 37 points, three rebounds, four assists in 39 minutes, six for 12 shooting from three-point range. Joe Ingles, 19 points, four for seven from three, four rebounds, four assists, one steal. Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year, 13 points, 20 rebounds. 19 of which were defensive rebounds. Crazy. He's a machine. Two steals, three blocks in 36 minutes. For the Clippers last night, Paul George, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Reggie Jackson, 29 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Kawhi, 21 points. Four rebounds, five assists, two steals. It was very crucial for Utah to get those two victories at home, especially now having to go to L.A. and playing in front of that crazy crowd. Obviously, L.A. is known for being a Laker town, and the Clippers are the only relevant basketball team that's still around in L.A. at the moment. So you got to expect that the fans are going to be crazy for game three when the series moves there. And that's going to be a pretty crazy series. Utah is definitely in the driver's seat.
tonight at 7.30 on ESPN, we got the Sixers and Ben Simmons taking on Trey Young and the Hawks. That series is tied, moving to Atlanta. Atlanta's crowd is definitely going to propel them to score a lot of points and fuel Trey Young. He's obviously just going to like spot up from mid-court and just let the ball fly. So that's going to be an exciting game tonight. At 10 o'clock tonight, we got the Suns in Denver. Suns are up 2-0 in that series. Devin Booker and Chris Paul look to go up 3-0 tonight and put pressure on the MVP, Nikola Jokic, and the Nuggets. So... There's been great basketball, and the playoffs are really just getting started. We still got a lot to go. So, since the last episode, the Islanders beat the Bruins, and they're moving on to face the Lightning. On Sunday at 3 o'clock in Tampa Bay, this is going to be one of the crazier series that we've seen. Two great teams, and the Islanders are definitely one of the top teams right now, especially after beating the Bruins, who were ahead of them in the standings. The Islanders are playing some of their best hockey right now. Matt Barzal, Brock Nelson, and then just having Varlamov being a great goalie right now for them is making all the difference because like, when you have a good goalie and you have goal support, there's nothing that your team can't do. So looking forward to that series. Hopefully the Islanders are able to come out on top. This would be two years in a row that they would potentially make it to the conference final if they could beat the Lightning this year. And obviously they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. So this is going to be a great series. Really look forward to it. It's going to be a crazy one. And that's that. To change up the subject a little bit. Tomorrow is UFC 263, headlined by Israel Adesanya against Marvin Vittori for the middleweight title. This is a rematch. These two fought in Israel Adesanya's first UFC fight three years ago when he made his debut. It's actually in the same arena. Obviously, that fight wasn't for the title, but... Vittori made the best of some situations and got himself this title shot. So, obviously, my pick is Israel Adesanya. He's hoping to avenge the loss to Jan Blahovich when he moved up to fight for the light heavyweight championship. And this is a big fight for him just to get back in the win column. Marvin Vittori obviously beat Kevin Holland to get this opportunity. And one of the key things that he did in that fight against Kevin Holland, who is basically known as being good on his feet and having good striking, 
Obviously, Israel Adesanya is one of the best strikers in all of MMA. He used his wrestling to his advantage in that fight and got a lot of takedowns. So you got to expect that's what he's going to try to do in the fight against Adesanya tomorrow. And, yeah, it's definitely going to be a crazy fight. Hopefully, Izzy's able to keep it on his feet and use his kicks to his advantage and try to knock him out. Like how we've seen so many other times. Adesanya is definitely the better striker. And Vittori definitely has the wrestling advantage. So that's definitely going to be a crazy fight tomorrow. Then another rematch in the co-main event. Davis and Figueredo against Brandon Moreno. These two fought to a draw last year for the flyweight championship. And these guys have a lot of bad blood. Figueredo went at Moreno at the press conference. He, like, shoved him. So you got to expect that these guys are ready to fuck each other up. So that's going to be a crazy fight in the flyweight division. And then I think this might be one of the first times that this has actually happened for a non-title fight to go five rounds. And Nate Diaz against Leon Edwards is that fight. These are two of the best in the division. Nate Diaz is obviously the legend. Been watching him for a really long time. Leon Edwards is trying to make a statement by taking out Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is trying to prove that he's still here and he's not washed up. And obviously he doesn't fight as often as he probably wants to. But he's in the later part of his career. He's getting older and... This is definitely going to be an interesting fight between two high-level mixed martial artists. Then we got Damian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. That's a great fight. Damian Maya is a legend. Bilal Muhammad is definitely on the rise. Obviously, he had that mishap against Leon Edwards where the eye poke led to the end of the fight pretty quickly. So this is his first fight after that happened. Then on the prelims, we got Drew Dober against Brad Riddell, who's one of Adesanya's training partners. That's going to be a great fight. Then we got Lauren Murphy against Joanne Calderwood. That's an amazing fight in the women's flyweight division. you got to expect that the winner of that can insert herself into the title picture for Valentina Shevchenko and her title. Obviously, they always look for new title challengers, but no one could beat her. <laughs> and, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a great night of fights. There's some early prelims also. And UFC 263 from Glendale, Arizona tomorrow starts at 6 o'clock for the early prelims. The main card on pay-per-view at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Definitely worth buying. I'm definitely buying this card because of Adesanya. He's one of my favorite fighters. And hopefully this time he wins. Because the last time I bought it, he lost the gun. So rooting for you, Izzy. Hope you knock out Vittori. Should be a good fight. Hopefully he doesn't get taken down a bunch. But that's that.
So, to switch it up a little bit, a bunch of new music dropped. And two of the biggest albums of this part of the year. Hall of Fame by Polo G and Culture 3. They both dropped today. On Culture 3, we got a bunch of star-studded verses from Drake. Feature from Polo G. Collaboration with Justin Bieber. A song called Antisocial with Juice World, Which was basically the first song that I clicked on because I'm a big Juice World fan. And it was definitely a good one. Then there's a collaboration with Pop Smoke called Light It Up. And there's a song with NBA Youngboy that was already out, Need It. And there's also a song called Picasso of Future. It's what you would expect from the Migos. It's definitely all bangers. Like, I love Migos. I've seen them live with Drake before. And, yeah, they're one of my favorite rap groups. Like, they're definitely one of a kind and they're the goats like they definitely put on a lot of people to a certain style of rap a couple years ago and they basically made their own wave and they're definitely one of my favorite artists so collectively they're awesome obviously Offset and Quavo or Superstars on their own but when they all come together, they make great music. So, on Hall of Fame, Polo G's new album. It was a great album. He's got a song, No Return, featuring the Kid Roy and Lil Durk. It's a banger. And he's got a feature from G Herbo. A song called Heart of a Giant, featuring Rod Wave, which is probably my favorite song on this project. There's a bunch of good songs on this project, though. There's a song called Losses featuring Young Thug. I'm obviously a huge Young Thug fan, so... Anytime I see him pop up on any album, I'm happy, so... Roddy Rich was featured on the song Fame and Riches. Also one of my favorite artists right now. And then there's a collaboration called Clueless featuring Pop Smoke Fabio Foreign. So, a bunch of good new music today. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to be having those two albums in heavy rotation. Polo G's definitely become, like, a top five artist in my rotation. been listening to him for the last couple of years now. And definitely has shown some range on this album. I believe on the song So Real, he's trying to experiment like into kind of like a melodic, like singing type of song. So he's kind of trying to expand his artistic ability. So that's always cool to see from a young artist who has a lot of potential. So that's pretty much that. And yeah. Things are finally starting to get back to normal. And next year is going to be a good year. I'm just projecting good energy. And this has been a 
crazy time in everyone's life, I'm sure. And people probably haven't felt normal in quite some time, like especially having to deal with like all the rules and whatever. But things are starting to look up. And this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. See you guys soon. Peace out.